Yes, it is time for Sunday service. It is a roundup of all of our celebrity gossip stories of the week. And in to fill us in, to preach those stories, is our Sunday service pastor, Miss Anna Leonard. <laughs> Good morning. How are you today? Good, thank you. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. You're wrecked, are you? Lost that hour. I'm a bit shook after the hour. <laughs> it was my own fault because I was awake scrolling at one and then all of a sudden it was two. And I was like, oh no. I just, it took me, it took me by surprise, not happy about it. Oh, guys, the actual shock in your face as well. Were you up scrolling trying to get Sunday service? Yeah. Making sure they were all ready up to go? Up to date. <laughs> up to date is exactly what it is. Well, we're going to kick it off with Candace Owens. And this is, I'm going to preface it. It's probably the worst story I've ever seen in my life. Mm. I, I thought at the beginning it was a parody when I was, when you I was watching hoped. it. Yeah. And I was and I and I didn't get the punchline and I didn't understand what the joke was going to and be it at the end. Kept going of it. and going. Kept going and going. Didn't stop. And here we are. So please explain to everybody what Candace Owens is doing this week. So Candace Owens, if you don't know her, she's an American commentator. She comments on pretty much anything going on in America. She says she's a political commentator, but you can make your own decision after listening to this clip. But the new Skims adaptive collection by Kim Kardashian was released during the week and this is what she had to say about it. Yeah, we've got a little clip here. I don't know why this needs to be done. I'm just getting tired of this all-inclusivity thing. It seems ridiculous. I mean, I'm going to be on crutches and be like, well, how come we don't have a girl that's broken her leg on crutches also in a bra and underwear? I need, I don't feel included. Look, I assumed that people that were in wheelchairs also have to buy bras and have to buy underwear. I, this is something that I, I just assumed that was a thing. I didn't know that we needed to see that in our face. I didn't know that now we're going to have to look forward to campaigns where women that are in wheelchairs are now wearing bras and underwear because we as a society just cannot get to the bottom of our ridiculousness because that's what it is. We are being ridiculous, America. When I see stuff like this, I just go, whose idea was this? Was it your idea? Okay, you're fired. I'd like to fire the person who was behind this ridiculous campaign. I think people in wheelchairs will back me up on this. I think they're on my side. I think they think this is stupid. You're incorrect, Candice. They're absolutely not on your side. Like the privilege coming off that is scandalous. I like, I just, I'm so speechless by it because yeah. you're, uh, the, everything, every sentence, every sentence that had like a comma or a full stop there, you're going, okay, that has end to be now, it. that has to be it. This is the end of it. And the the most worrying thing is that I got served one of those skims ads during the week on Facebook. And yes, I am still using Facebook. But <laughs> when I was on it, I was having a look and it popped up and I was like, oh, cool. So basically it's a range of people in wheelchairs with disabilities and they looked amazing. And to me, I was like, great, love that and moved on. And for her to have thought anything else is scandalous. So basically, after her big massive rant to 1.4 million Instagram followers, why does she even have that many? We don't know. There's a lot of hate following going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Though, That's what these people get. And for her to come out and talk about that when she knows nothing about it, well, thankfully, people in wheelchairs, the disabled community, they're coming out in force and mm. the models from the actual campaign themselves has clapped back at her and I am absolutely delighted. Um, and one model in particular, her name is Hallie Rosa and that was the image that she had shared in that video and she took to TikTok to defend herself and the Skims campaign and she was actually left paralysed from the waist down after a car accident eight years ago and she basically said that it would have helped her immensely to see someone in a wheelchair in a campaign or to see someone with a disability in a campaign when that happened to her and for someone to come out and say like we don't know how hard it is to put on a bra like they 
these adaptive clothing ranges need to have happened years ago. And for anyone to say anything bad about them is just... But the thing about it is, I imagine that on the set of the Skims uh, campaign, when they were shooting it, that it was such a gorgeous day, that it was so fun. And, you know, it was like a real heartwarming decision that was made. And it was going, yes! You know, finally, Mm. finally something that should have just been happening all along is happening. And you would imagine, you would never in a million years think that there would be any form of criticism or backlash coming off the back of it. To then have to come out and explain why this is important to you is scandalous. Yeah. I just, do you know what, and it annoys me about absolutely everything. It's any ad that I see or any campaign that happens, be it for clothing, be it for makeup, be it for tan, skincare, whatever it is, I never get irked by Mm. the model they use. It never bothers me. I'm like, oh, wow, cool. Yeah. And I I move on from it. And like the things like that, that we would take for granted, like our our proper struggle to a lot of people with disabilities and for her to have the audacity to say and like, it's not her experience to talk about. And I actually saw, you know, actor Christina Applegate. She's mm-hmm. in Dead to Me on Netflix. She's but fantastic. She, yeah, and she was diagnosed in 2021 with multiple sclerosis. And she was fuming over this. Um, and she said, Candace Owens really needs to edu- educate herself on this. And she was absolutely fuming. And I'm glad people are coming out and talking about this. And it is an education piece for everybody else as well to be just more mindful of other people's struggles. But she, I can't, like, she's... Shocking. <laughs> I can't. You're laughing. I wouldn't laugh at you because you were genuinely like, it, it's the frustration. Yeah. It's the frustration that somebody would ever even come out with comments like this, that this is even becoming a conversation that I, I, I can't, even when I was scrolling on Twitter, you know how there's always like, you'll have a couple of people dotted in being completely on someone's side. I didn't see one comment to back Oh, her up. no. And her Instagram comments are full of people from the dis- disability community coming for her and and even me reading them I found it completely educational as well so she's a lot to think about she may stew in that now and hopefully not come back out of her hole for a while yeah I know leave her off um, we will update if she does come up with uh, any comeback but at this point I don't think she deserves any more airtime Mm-mm. to be completely honest uh, moving on Lindsay Lohan was back in <laughs> our, our good books there last week uh, we were all delighted for everything that was going well with her but things are not going well for her and Jake Paul at the minute oh she just can't help herself <laughs> can't she not so Lindsay Lohan and Jake Paul have been fined for promoting crypto. What's wrong with them? I don't know. Like, and like, what? That's so random. Imagine being approached to promote crypto, but apparently it's really common because not only her and Jake Paul, Akon and Neo have also been done and fined by the US Securities and Exchange Commission. So they're called the SEC uh, for promoting cryptocurrencies. Now, it's not actually illegal to promote cryptocurrencies, but it's illegal to not declare that you've been paid to promote these cryptocurrencies. Oh so that's God. why they've been fined. Sorry, we were only talking last week about Mrs. Hinge yeah, hashtag ad. <laughs> yeah, about it, a hashtag ad on Instagram for promoting her notebook. And, and these guys guys oh just do you know what really annoys me is that like okay you're used to the likes of um you know some love island contestants who are new on the scene who are trying to make a few bob and Absolutely. and they're moving on and they're like promoting these kind of questions grabbing everything exactly yeah. the likes of jake paul lindsay lohan neo <laughs> they're around a long time let's I'm be honest they you. and you'd be like geez you really need it that badly yeah they they have to pay like um 
over $100,000 in fines for doing this. So it wasn't even worth their while in the end. But I think in the US in particular, they're really trying to crack down on this because a lot of people are getting caught out. There's a lot of weird stuff going on with the markets and people buying things to inflate prices and all that. So it's kind of... Also, though, with everything, I think that you need to be very educated when you are investing your money in anything. And especially something like crypto, it's it's totally your decision and your decision to make only. So you have to put the work in. If you're going to if you're going to put your money anywhere, you need to put the work in. But you could have people who could be quite easily influenced who are looking at, you know, Jake Paul, their YouTuber idol. Mm. And they're going, oh, my God, well, Jake Paul's told me to do this. And he said, I'm going to make a mint coming off the back of this and then lose all their money. Yeah, handy free money. There's if it's too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. Too good to be true, yeah. Um, we have got some fantastic stories on the way. We're going to be talking all about Paris Hilton, but also the Banshees of Inna Sheeran. And Ellen, you're sweating to tell this. That's what you are. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. Fox on 2FM. Miley Cyrus there with Flowers on 2FM. Ellen Leonard, you were back in the studio and we are talking all things Sunday service and we have got a fantastic story all about the Banshees of Inishirin. I love this one and I love how Irish it is. <laughs> so furniture and crockery. Who I love, love it. a bit of crockery um, that was in the Oscar-nominated film The Banshees are going under the hammer uh, in April, actually. So only a couple of weeks' time. So basically what's after happening is the furniture that they got for the show and the mm-hmm. movie and the set, they're now auctioning it off. Apparently this is a big thing and I went down a rabbit hole and I had bits and baskets that I absolutely didn't need. Didn't need stuff from Legally Blonde posters. I was like, Ellen, get out, go to bed. But it's a really big thing and there's a lot of people out there collecting things from films and sets. So all the furniture from the Banshees, well not all, but a good few bits are going up for auction. One of them is a 19th century painted pine bed that's going for €1,200. Euro. <laughs> to be honest, it's, like, it's not bad. I was just going to say, there are beds going for that price. Oh, like, I'm those dead, so. ones. You may yeah. as well actually get something you could probably make money on in a few yeah, years. absolutely. Um, and then there's like a red painted 19th century pine dresser to match if you want a dresser in your bedroom and that'll set you back €3,000. Um, so I just love this. I just think it's brilliant that that kind of that whole world goes on that we don't even know about and it's taking place if you'd like to get your hands on something <laughs> on April 12th and you can go and view it on April 7th now I don't know who do that but just in case that's well, I was going to say get in the queue behind you because <laughs> I feel like you're sucked down here so much you walked in here this morning and you just said have a little think about show memorabilia that you would actually like from movies and uh, one of the biggest ones that I could come up with in my head. I haven't told you this yet. Why are you looking so nervous? Because I bet you we have the same one. I don't think we will. Oh, so, I'd, I'd say most people our age out there are going to think of this one. Okay. Well, you got, what are you thinking of? Well, what film are you thinking of? Mean Girls, obviously. Yeah, same. And the Burn Book. The Burn Book. <laughs> What I wouldn't give to have the burn book. Oh my, I would I would honestly like forego a mortgage in the future. It's I think, iconic, it point. was the first one that came. Now I have another one or two as well. What other one would you get? Um, another very obvious one would be Cher's Tartan Outfit from Clueless. Very, very smart, but also you could buy it at a fraction of the price of You could, absolutely. <laughs> That's true. And um, I might do that. And then I have one more. Okay, well I want to go next. Go. So my next one would be the Spirit Stick from Bring It On. Oh my God, I never would have thought of that. Never let it touch the floor. I'd say if you held that, it would bring out a different idea altogether. It would be terrible and I wouldn't <laughs> wish it on anybody. Your last one. My last one is um, the Scooby-Doo mystery van. 
Oh my gosh, you're such a little 90s baby. I would love that. I have Scooby-Doo everything. <laughs> Duvet that, sets, pillows. I can. Um, you're so creative though. I can imagine you like painting up an old like, oh, I'd love bulk to at some that. point and getting it all done. There's huge money in this. Like just another couple of props that did go for sale. Um, you know Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining? That axe sold for $175,000 and it's not an axe axe it's made out of foam and resin and someone paid $175,000 I don't know why you'd want that in your life um, the next one that I'm looking at here I, <laughs> this is outrageous Martin McFly's hoverboard from Box of the Future went for 450000 stop now that I feel is worth it yeah, but like, I mean, can you live in it? No. What do you do with it? <laughs> if I had that much disposable income, I do think that is an iconic piece of, of uh, show memorabilia. The very last one there, um, the Wizard of Oz line costume. This is wild. Three million. Like Ryan Tuberty has one of them over in the props department <laughs> and I will get that and I will sell it. And I'll be happy out. Take our tea back some money. Fair <laughs> wages for this Sunday service would be unbelievable so much. Um, okay, so they are all the things that are going off for auction. I'd actually love to hear on 51552 or WhatsApp 087 187 Have you ever bought anything from a show auction at some point that you think is worth something you could sell on in the future? Or what would you buy? Get in touch with us right now. Uh, another story here, Ellen, all about Paris Hilton. Please tell us about this. Yes. So Paris Hilton brought out her new book recently, Paris the M- Memoir. Um, and she's being very open and um, honest at the moment in fairness to her she's kind of having her Saturn Saturn returns Mm. now Um, but she basically said she did go to a boarding school years ago so when she was 16 they had to take part in this thing called attack therapy where they basically had to hurl abuse at one another so she's saying because of this she didn't have any boundaries and didn't quite know what she can and couldn't say. Now, I'm not 100% sure about that. You still have to have a bit of cop on, but she used the ugliest language possible, and which we won't go into. Mm-hmm. But she says now that she's absolutely mortified and horrified at some of the things that she's been caught saying over the years. Kind of any minority group or anybody with any difference in the past, she said something bad Well, she's apologising for homophobic and racist comments mm-hmm. and slurs that she has used in the past that she would have been in common language for her. And obviously everything that she did was highly documented. She was in how many TV shows. She was the very very first socialite and oh, influencer go anywhere. of all time. So everything that she said and did was, you know, was recorded. It was commented. So it's out there. It's public knowledge mm-hmm. that she said all these things. While I don't agree with the, uh, you know, the excuses of she had a very traumatic childhood. Very. Let's let's not take away from that at all. But she still, you know, said all these horrible things. But really and truly, the education around saying any of these slurs and any of these words wasn't, you know, what it is now. We're very aware right now the hurt that these words can Mm -hmm. cause people and that there's just no need to have them in your vocab. Like, you don't actually need to have them there. Yeah, absolutely. At, At the time... That wasn't the case. And and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of white privilege around her. There's a lot of just privilege in general yeah. around everything they shame. But I think what you need to take from this is that she, of her own accord, is coming out and apologising and recognising how disgusting and wrong that she was and apologising. Yeah, she's really, you can just see the last couple of years and since she's had her child, she's owning these things and I think it's important for someone like her to be seen, to be vulnerable like that. And she has said she has 
or did have a severely damaged filter from that trauma mm. that she went through. So you have to cut her a little bit of slack for that. And like you said, like fair play to her now for coming out, talking about it in her book and just pointing out that it was really, really messed up. Um, but, you know, she's kind of making her comeback and I'm here for it and I'm yeah. happy for her. Uh, we just got a text into 51552 that says, I would love to have the spell book from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That <gasps> oh, was I love Rose. That. That's a great one. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. 51552 if you want to WhatsApp us. What bit of show memorabilia, be it a TV show or a movie, would you love to own or do you own? Ellen Leonard, we will be right back with um, a really fun story about Ronan Keaton after <laughs> Alan Leonard, we were talking in Sunday service about uh, the Banshees of Inishirin and how all the props and crockery are going out <laughs> to auction soon enough. Uh, we got a text saying, so we were asking you guys to let us know what memorabilia from a show would you like in your life. Got one from Aura that says, we're in the audience of the Tommy Tiernan show a couple of months ago and there's a really cool clock hanging from the ceiling of the studio that I would buy that. Orla, look, let's let's We'll, we'll organise that for you, Orla, no yeah, problem. Yeah, it's no problem. We've got fobs. We can make ourselves ready. <laughs> <laughs> I can see our fobs not working now. This would be absolutely unbelievable. Marcelo got in touch and said I'd love a packet of Wrigley's chewing gum from the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Next. It's my favourite movie. Can I, I can sort you out with that yeah. as well? Yeah. I, do you know, I think I think we're on to something here. <laughs> this would be a side thing. Absolutely. We'll have a little uh, set of the website that goes out to say like memorabilia, show stuff. That yeah, Rob buy. stuff from RT. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, our final story today is all about Ronan Keating and we did talk about this in Sunday service about how Jack, his son, who we would have all I suppose become very familiar with because he was in the Casa Amor Boys for yes. Love Island it's actually so hilarious I always find it so funny that if you, even if you go into Casa Amor for three days that like you can you know oh, you can, hijack you can a career off the back absolutely. of that and that's what you're doing it for and he's dead right yeah he's, he absolutely is dead right it did come as a shock to everybody that he had a baby girl um, but it's great news and everybody's really really happy but please tell us about Ron Keating's take on this yeah so Ron Keating is delighted that Jack has welcomed a little baby girl um, but he did say recently that he doesn't want to be called granddad and he wants to be called something a little less traditional um, so he's absolutely thrilled about the little bundle of joy um, but he, ba- I think he said he wanted to be something called Pops. Be called pops. Pops. Yeah. yeah. Now I don't know where he's gotten pops from. Pops, I feel like, is quite American. It is very American. I suppose he kind of runs in those circles, but I don't see Ronan Keaton as a pops. Well, I don't see him as a granddad either. To be fair, I don't. Oh yeah, but granddad is. Do you know? There's a bit of something to granddad. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's a bit of weight in it. Pops shaming is, pops. I think pops is cute though. Yeah, I, don't I just know, I don't. It, I do think it's cute, but I can't picture Ronan Keaton as a pop. I get this though because, like, he has two young children as well. Um, with he's very young. Keating. Yeah, yeah so like you know, he he still has like young young babies. I remember when I came along. So like everybody always thinks it's quite endearing that I call my granny Nono and they're like oh my god how cute that's her name people okay oh. her name is actually Nono Fox so it's Nora but she her post comes as Nono she's always been known as Nono so when I arrived on the scene um, 32 years ago she was like 
it's coming in as no no there's no chance so no granny, granny no nana no well like my next uncle Toomey's only five years between us so she still had like small children coming in the mix you know it's old Irish families I know Jen's aunt yeah. was talking about this during the week like there was 11 of them too so by the time the older ones were having children the younger ones were still coming along so. oh my god it's like a litter <laughs> it is exactly like a litter you know million bus and I'm going around the place but she always was like no it's no no and now she has 26 grandchildren I think that's cool though yeah it is yeah I do like that and I, I totally understand when parents just aren't quite ready to make that transition into being a grandparent yeah absolutely but there is some like funny names going around for grandparents like you were saying Chris Jenner is Chris, called Chris Lovey. Jenner is called Lovey yeah again she was like I'm too young to be a grandparent because Lovey. like Kylie and Chloe or Kylie and Kendall would have still been in their like early 20s yeah and I don't think she was ready to accept kind of like Ronan Keating and Jack here it's like oh I'm not really ready for that so she decided on the the term lovey which I think is gas because being from Galway all you want to say is like how are you loving how are you loving how are you getting on sweetie (laughs) I just I'm very basic I just have granny and granddad well that's that's okay too like you're not being shamed for not coming up with next time I rock into my granny's next weekend and I'll be like how are you What's Nani, Mamo or something. <laughs> Mamo, that's Bridget, Irish. Biddy, she'd hate that. Oh God, imagine coming in to hear that. No, no. Is no. she would listen to you on the radio this morning. Possibly. Oh God, well then rain it in there, Ellen, quick. Love you, Granny. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next Sunday for some more Sunday service stories. And do keep your texts coming into us on 515 I want to know what kind of memorabilia you want to rob. Uh, just, you know, give me and Ellen some ideas. Is there anything from the Late Late Show from Ryan Tormody that we you can, can make it happen? Want? Yeah, we can figure it out. Uh, or what do you call your grandparents? <laughs> Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. <laughs>